Bringing your phone into the bathroom is killing your manifestations. Yes, you have been caught. It is a trap and we have all been tricked. No, this episode is not about our less than cleanly social media scrolling habits, but it is about feeling overly busy because we constantly feel the need to distract ourselves. Feeling overwhelmed and like you don't have enough time to check all the boxes? You are doing it to yourself. But fret not, my dear, today you'll learn how the need for constant distraction actually comes from the fear of boredom. And you'll learn how to not only recognize where you are doing this in your life, but how to overcome it as well. Welcome to Create Your Fate. If you've been coasting through life, but are ready to make small conscious changes to step out of fear and into living your best life ever, this show is for you. Who am I? I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis, here to help you retrain old self-limiting beliefs into a positive mindset so you can confidently become the person who you want to be. First, by understanding who you already are. How? By using the law of attraction and my favorite personality test, the Enneagram. And I'll even teach you some mind tricks along the way. Ultimately, I guide you to stop thinking about what you don't want and instead focus on what you do want. You can create your best life ever, and it begins with your mind. Today, we're exploring the fascinating phenomenon of constant distraction and busyness. We'll debunk the mindset that is keeping you into fearing boredom and being overly busy. We'll figure out some simple and easy daily applications to trick your mind out of fearing boredom so you can get some gosh darn peace and quiet inside of your mind and relax. Sound good? Let's go. It's time to create your fate. When was the last time you were bored? I'm going to take a wild guess and say when you were about eight years old on summer vacation and you were grounded from cartoons because your mom caught you fighting with your sibling. I'm bored, mom. What I would give to be bored, right? Well, you are in luck. I'm going to tell you how to do just that. So we just celebrated the 100th episode of the Create Your Fade podcast. And honestly, so thankful for you for sticking around. On that episode, we discussed three steps to being happier. And the last one being, stop distracting yourself. Learn how to be bored. So if you didn't hear the episode, check it out if you want to. If you didn't listen to it, absolutely no worries. I'm going to review it here as well. So let's talk about it. Why do we fear boredom? Reason one here, and let's get the elephant out of the room. We glorify being busy. Grind culture has us so strapped to feeling like we should be doing something all the time or feeling like we constantly have to be stimulated. So we've actually been conditioned to fear boredom. You check a box and immediately go to the next thing on your to-do list. Grind, grind, grind. And there's so much societal pressure in perceived productivity where you have to constantly appear to be productive and accomplished. And we equate busyness with importance and productivity, often leading us to overcommit and fill our schedules to the brim. The fear of missing out or fear of not being perceived as successful pushes us to stay busy, busy, busy at all costs. So you got to ask yourself, do you glorify being busy? And what is it costing you? Reason number two, 
you fear boredom in this avoidance of emotions, right? One of the primary reasons why you might fear being bored is because of the discomfort that it brings. Boredom can lead you to face underlying emotions or confront aspects of your life that you may be avoiding. Staying busy becomes a distraction from introspection and a way to escape the discomfort of facing yourself. So ask yourself, what are you avoiding by distracting yourself? So take a look at any bad habits that you have. They might be bad habits in themselves, but have you ever tried to break the habit and no matter what you do, you fail? Well, that's because you are breaking the wrong habit. You are breaking the action habit, but not the belief habit. If your belief is rooted in, I can't be bored or I'll have to sit with my emotions, then trying to change the action and not the belief will never work. This means that you actually have to think about and bring consciousness to the reasons why you do things. For example, I have this terrible habit of playing with my hair. I pick my split ends and play with it all the time. And honestly, I can remember this kid, John, in fifth grade, looking at me all weird while I was examining my split ends. And he goes, are you picking your hair? I can hear it like it was yesterday. And so that just goes to show how long this habit has been instilled. And I I tried to break it. I tried everything, uh, putting my hair in a ponytail. I even got a short bob, which was a terrible idea. And nothing worked. Action, action, action. It wasn't until I said, okay, why do I do this? And when do I do this? What are the patterns? And I noticed that I actually always do it when I was stressed or bored or running late and anxious. It's like this nervous habit because I can't handle a negative feeling, right? Classic Enneagram 7. Uh, If you haven't taken my favorite personality test, the Enneagram, the link is in the notes. It's life-changing. I'm telling you. It is super helpful in figuring out why you constantly distract yourself or keep yourself busy because it dives into your motivators, your core fear, your core desire. These things drive all of your actions. And for sevens, we fear being trapped in pain. And that means on a micro level, even stressed out in traffic thinking you're going to be late breeds huge anxiety. And I mean, who wants to sit in that? Ugh, better distract myself, right? And this can look like Enneagram 1's being busy because you feel like you should be doing something. 2's distracting yourselves from someone potentially being mad at you. 3's staying busy because you tie your self-worth to checking boxes. 4's staying busy to avoid connecting with other people. 5's constantly deep diving into more knowledge. It's never enough because you have to know every detail of what you are talking about. Six is distracting yourself and spending so much time on 15 backup plans when really you may just require one. And eight's feeling out of control. So staying busy, 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 doing small task after small task that you can control to try and fill that void of being controlled. And Enneagram 9s, constantly distracting yourselves from yourself and trying to be the perfect fit for what you think other people want you to be. 
So whew, if you know what your Enneagram type is, I just read you to filth. And if you don't have to know your type, you need to follow along, I promise. But if you're interested in it uh, and using it as a tool, and if you haven't taken the test, it is in the notes. So check it out. And that third reason why we distract ourselves, it's this validation, this the self-worth, right? Perhaps for you, staying busy becomes a way to seek validation and boost your self-worth. Enneagram threes, listen up. The more tasks accomplished or the busier you appear, the more you feel a sense of importance and value. And this busyness becomes a validation-seeking behavior, perpetuating the cycle of constantly staying occupied. Is your self-worth tied to your checked boxes? Do you have a hard time relaxing? Do you feel guilty when you're not being productive? This is not healthy and can lead to some serious mental, physical, and emotional health issues. So is this you? And if you're not sure, you're like, okay, Meg, this kind of sounds like me, but I don't know. I'm just a highly motivated person. That's not a bad thing. Let's talk about four easy-to-recognize signs that you might fear boredom and are keeping yourself overly distracted and busy. Sign one, chronic exhaustion and burnout. Woo! You are addicted to busyness if you often experience chronic exhaustion and burnout. You are constantly on the go, pushing yourself to the limit and neglecting your own well-being in the process. Sign two, Difficulty relaxing and being present. You are addicted to busyness if you find it challenging to relax and be present. Feeling guilty on a Sunday because you relaxed, watched TV, chilled with your friends, your family. You didn't even respond to one email. Entrepreneurs, this can be especially hard for you. Trust me, I coach many of them and I am one. You give the excuse of, oh, I have to do this to make my business move forward mindset of lack. So you ask yourself, do you struggle with stillness and downtime constantly seeking external stimulation or activities to fill your time? Sign three, neglecting personal relationships and self-care. Being overly busy can lead to neglecting personal relationships and neglecting self-care because you're addicted to busyness as if you prioritize tasks and commitments over nurturing connections and taking care of your own physical, emotional, spiritual, mental needs. Sign four. Hmm. You can't remember the last time you were bored. Or worse, you fear boredom. Honestly, ask yourself, when was the last time you were bored? Straight up bored. I had a lovely Enneagram 7 on a retreat intensive once. For my new friends, I host mindfulness and yoga retreats. I do not teach the yoga. Nobody wants to see that. I do the the coaching side of it. My colleague, Jose, he does the uh, the yoga. But we host these retreats all over the world. And the link is also in the notes. But this intensive one was a small group, small town in, in Texas, actually, with literally nothing to do. And I told the group, hey, you're going to have to spend time with the people who are here, yourself, and your thoughts. That's it. No TV, no phones, no scrolling. 
get, you know, books and interaction with humans and journaling and things like that and all these mindful behaviors. But, you know, this sweet, sweet Enneagram 7 was like, oh my God, I cannot do this. And by the end of the retreat, she was like, oh my gosh, I can't go back to real life. Like, I don't even know where my phone is. I don't even want it. Can I just sit here and do nothing? You know, it's like, what's so bad about being bored sitting there? even for just a few moments, literally doing nothing. Well, when you phrase it that way, it actually seems pretty nice. I always have to be doing something, always. So I constantly multitask, which studies have proven that actually this shows takes longer than doing the tasks one at a time. And I always have to distract myself. Distract yourself from what? In the car, on the phone, walking down the street, on the phone, at dinner and your friend goes to the bathroom, better check my phone. Going to the bathroom and taking your phone in with you. We have got to talk about this, y'all. It is absolutely wild that we have adopted this as normal behavior. And I'm not judging because I do some of these too. I mean, we, we all do automatically. You don't even think about it. You are a zombie distracting yourself from what? Your thoughts? Is it really that bad in there? Are you afraid to have five minutes to yourself and actually start to untangle all the thoughts that are stuck in there? I mean, God forbid you have 10 minutes to yourself undistracted to actually think about the task that you checked off. You got to figure out what worked, what didn't. What worked, let's do it again. What didn't work, let's not do that again. And oh yeah, actually take a moment to be proud of yourself for doing a good job. Hmm, that's an idea. Spending more time being proud of yourself and actually figuring out what's in your head. Where do you think that could lead? So let's talk about the benefits because there are tons of benefits to being bored. One, increased creativity. Hmm, that sounds nice. Boredom can spark creativity and innovation. When we allow ourselves to be bored, our minds wander, leading to new ideas, insights, solutions to our problems. And again, catching up and allowing yourself to analyze and and be proud of the box you already checked before hopping right into the next one. It's so interesting to me. It's, It's mind boggling because you want to feel accomplished. So you check off all of the items one after the next, after the next, after the next waiting to feel accomplished. When really, if you just paused and reflected on what you already did, you would bring a feeling of accomplishment. Second benefit, enhanced mental well-being. Taking time to not be busy allows us to rest, recharge, and it promotes better mental well-being. Reduces stress, anxiety, overwhelm, provides an opportunity for relaxation and self-reflection. These things sound wonderful, right? These are great. Why are we not doing them? Are these not the exact things that you have been wanting handed to you on a silver platter if you simply just do them, right? You chase and, and work, 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 work. So one day you cannot feel stress, not feel anxiety, not feel overwhelmed, and you can just relax. Why don't you want to do that now? Even like a little bit. Three, being bored actually improves productivity. Huh? 
get there faster. Contrary to popular belief, taking breaks and allowing for boredom can actually enhance productivity. Giving our minds time to rest and recharge improves focus, concentration, and overall performance when we return to tasks, right? And going back to that multitasking thing, it actually consumes more of your precious time. So being bored actually can help strengthen your relationships. Not being constantly busy allows us to prioritize and invest in our relationships. It provides quality time for our meaningful connections where we foster deeper bonds and nurture our social support network. And you want more time? Uh, yeah. You want more quality time? Boom. It also allows for self-discovery and personal growth. Boredom gives us the chance to explore our interests, our passions, our values. It allows for self-reflection, introspection, personal growth. As we discover you know, new hobbies, we can reflect on our goals. We gain a deeper understanding of ourselves. And I always say the most competent people out there, the most competent people out there, if you want to be the most competent person out there, listen up. The most competent people out there are not the ones who are the best at something, but the ones who understand themselves the best. By dedicating time to not being busy and embracing moments of boredom, we can unlock these benefits and experience a more fulfilling and a balanced life. So what can you start doing today, today, to stop constantly distracting yourself or staying overly busy? First, you're going to bring consciousness to why you constantly distract yourself. And then you're going to see where it is showing up in your life. What are the signs? Then you determine what benefit you desire and use that as your driving force. So you can apply any of these three tips. So tip number one, you're going to prioritize self-reflection and some mindfulness. So you're going to allow for the time to do both of those. Create a space for introspection and meditation, journaling to reconnect with yourself and gain clarity on your priorities and values. This can be two minutes per day. Set a timer on your phone and just sit there. No distractions. It will be wild when you do this, what you figure out about yourself. And also, it'll be mind blowing how hard sitting for two minutes is. Try it. I'm telling you. Whew. Tip number two, you're going to learn to say no and set boundaries. So the key here is learning how to say no without guilt so you can set these healthy boundaries. So if you missed the last two episodes, the last two episodes are all about that. And actually, episode 100, including saying no and, and setting healthy boundaries is the other two ways to live a happier life, along with finding time to be bored. So check this out and assess your commitments and prioritize activities that align with your values and goals and allow yourself to have dedicated time to rest and rejuvenation. And the last tip is cultivate a balanced lifestyle, right? Intentionally by incorporating activities that bring joy, relaxation, fulfillment, make time for hobbies self-care practices, and quality time with the people who you love. Do more of what you want and less of what you don't. We overcomplicate it, but one small step at a time, it really is that simple and achievable. So dedicate time to being bored, to being undistracted, 
give yourself permission to not always have to be on to the next thing or occupying yourself. On episode 100, we addressed a small challenge of not taking your phone into the bathroom and stop automatically reaching for it when someone leaves you alone at a table. Spend two minutes with yourself. So if you're up for it, try it. If you've been doing it, continue it. I'd love to hear how it goes. So that's all I got for you today. Thanks for sticking around. If you loved today's episode and want more content like this, subscribe, leave a review. That will help the show grow, get really awesome guests for y'all, help more people take small steps towards their best life ever too. And who knows, maybe one of them will be a stranger who you pass on the street. And of course, I'm going to leave you with just one final thing. Expect good things always, and they will happen.